Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, I'm Ed. This is the Faith in Kids podcast for kids. We have been living the best life. That is the blessed life all the way through the summer. And we've been living that life straight out of Jesus's Beatitudes. I'm Jam. Welcome to the end of the summer series. Don't panic. There is one more uh, next week. But we have done it together We have done it. Well done. We've walked through these together. We've done seven. Here's eight. Of course, as always, reading the Bible is never about just knowing more, but living it. Have you, like my family, made a start in trying, praying that we're living the blessed life? Let's count them off. Uno. Episode one, the best life is saying, please help me, Jesus. I need you. I am poor in spirit. Episode two, it's all right to feel sad at our own hearts being a little bit broken and living in a world that is broken. That's what it's like to mourn. Episode three, we're meek. Like a tamed wild animal, we use our power to serve God. Episode four, we're ravenous. Hungry and desperate to do the right thing all the time with the Spirit's help. Episode 5, like the Good Samaritan, we're so kind to those who need care that others are going to think we're a bit bonkers. Episode 6, like a flawless diamond or the purest water, our hearts are becoming just like Christ, making us ready to meet him face to face. Episode 7, we're peacemakers, searching for ways to turn the anger and violence of others into care and love. And if we live the blessed life there are going to be consequences. We know one of them is we'll be living the blessed life, the best life. That's worth it. But today we find out it's not all good news. Jesus said, Blessed are those who are persecuted for being like Jesus. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We'll be thinking more about that. Let's whip around with a question. When were you last stuck? trapped or locked in we once had a babysitter come round to look after our daughter when she was about four and our daughter closed 
a door in the house that we never normally closed for the simple reason that the door handle came off and you couldn't open it. So that the babysitter and our four-year-old were locked into the room. And the great miracle was the babysitter, using things she found in the room, managed to unscrew the door and get out without our daughter ever realising something was wrong. Wow, that is escape room genius, isn't it? (laughs) We apologised a lot and I did fix the door after that. So have a chat about when you were last stuck, trapped or locked in. that wasn't too traumatic thinking about being stuck trapped or locked in but ed why are we talking about this the disciples in acts 4 were speaking about jesus they were being like jesus they were being brave for jesus and so they were put in jail they'd broken no law but now they were stuck they were trapped and they were locked in jam tell me you've got some fun facts Oh boy, do I have some fun facts, Ed. And they're about laws. They're about stupid laws. And if you look on the internet, Ed, you will find lots and lots of crazy laws in various parts of the world. But I'm conflicted, Ed, because every state in America has its own set of weird and crazy laws that were brought in due to some wild historic event. But are these real laws? For example, Ed, in Alabama, it's illegal for people to drive while blindfolded. But surely you don't need a law to stop anyone doing that, do you, Ed? (laughs) No. No, In the history of the world, has anyone ever done that? I think maybe someone thought that they wanted to demonstrate they had psychic powers by (laughs) driving blindfolded, and unfortunately people like that need to be stopped. But here's another one, Ed. In Baltimore, Maryland, it's illegal to bring a lion to the movies. But it feels like someone read The Tiger Who Came to Tea and then thought of other scenarios in their lives when it could be really dangerous for giant cat family animals to come to normal everyday events. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Now, in Arizona, it's against the law to have a sleeping donkey in your bathtub after 7pm. How would you get a donkey into a bathtub after 7pm? Well, this is the weird thing, because apparently there was a law brought into effect because in 1924 some guy allowed his donkey to sleep in a bathtub outdoors but then there was a huge rainstorm the town was flooded the local dam broke and the donkey was washed a mile down the valley whilst still in the bathtub and they had to spend a lot of time and energy trying to save the animals so they thought I know what that one big flood has taught us is not to keep your donkey in a bathtub now now jam this feature is called fun facts I do struggle to imagine. You've, gi- you've given us there sort of five facts and I could imagine one of them being true. 
I'm told they're all true, Ed. Donkey um, bathtub, flood, floating, carried downstream, still alive. And it gets it just gets out of hand, Ed, because in, apparently in Samoa, it's illegal to forget your wife's birthday. It's illegal to chew gum in Singapore. In Switzerland, in apartment buildings, it's against the law to flush a toilet after 10 p.m. And in New Zealand, there's a law that says you can't fly with a rooster in a hot air balloon. My favourite is you mustn't forget your wife's birthday. It's illegal. I can't help feeling that law was created by a woman. Yes, or a very, very regretful man (laughs) who says, note to self, the only way to make sure I remember is to make it illegal. Those laws were all weird and wonderful. Kind of fun, a bit giggly. But then we find out that in some countries they have weird, strange laws against Christians that are far from funny. Afghanistan has been in the news lately. It is against the law in Afghanistan to become a Christian. You cannot stop being a Muslim and start being a Christian. In Pakistan, it is against the law to say that the living God of the Bible is the only God. And the punishment is death. In Iran, you are not allowed to attend an Iranian church. You can only go to foreign language churches. And that's because they've made it a law that you can't have Iranian churches for Iranian people. All of these are examples of persecution. Which means if you're treated badly because you are a Christian. In some countries, you are breaking the law in doing the normal things Christians do, belong to churches, speak about Jesus and believe the things Jesus said were true. Now, if you're listening to this in countries in Europe or North America or Australia, persecution might just mean being laughed at or teased or made to feel silly for being a Christian. It's still persecution, but it is worth remembering our brothers and sisters in Jesus who have it far, far worse in other countries. We're going to hear from the Bible. In Acts chapter 4, Peter and John are speaking to some people and they run foul of the law. So have a listen to this. Our reading is from the book of Acts chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, a group of men came up to them. There were Jewish priests, a captain of the soldiers that guarded the temple, and some Sadducees. They were upset because the two apostles were teaching the people. Peter and John were preaching that people will rise from death through the power of Jesus. The Jewish leaders grabbed Peter and John and put them in jail. It was already night, so they kept them in jail until the next day. But many of those who heard Peter and John preach believed the things they said. There were now about 5,000 men in the group of believers. I have this theory I have noticed. If you have a room of all the five and six-year-olds in your church and you ask them how many in your class are Christians, I find the answer is all of them. Five and six-year-olds generally think every child in their class is a Christian. But if you then get all your nine and ten-year-olds in your church, in a room, and you ask them the same question. They look a lot more sad and they find it much harder to say things like, I think I'm the only one. I know one other. I have yet to find the nine or ten-year-old who says every child in my class is a Christian. 
Now, if you're nine and 10 and you can say that, I want to say, brilliant, how kind the Lord has been to you. Because eight, nine, 10 year olds, they know. And they find it hard that there are so few Christians they know. I remember an eight-year-old boy who came home from school and said, something happened at lunch today at school. And when his parent asked what it was, he said, the older boys, who were 10, three of them laughed at me and said, you're a Christian, aren't you? That's sad to be laughed at by bigger boys in school. I know a 13-year-old girl who was told, if you're a Christian, that means you hate gay people. She found that really hard because she actually had an uncle who was gay. She calls she didn't hate him. She loved him. When things like this happen, when we hear about this, maybe even when we hear other stories that are harder or worse, we find ourselves thinking, it shouldn't be like this. Why is this happening? This is really odd. They've done nothing wrong. But persecution means being treated badly because they're a Christian. And let's be clear, it's not normal. It's not. But if you've done nothing wrong, if you've not broken the rules, if you've obeyed all of them, you've done your best, you've tried to be kind, you've tried to be good, you've tried to explain simply, lovingly about Jesus, people make it harder for you. Because Jesus says, you'll be different. If you lived the best life, everyone will notice. In 2 Timothy, we read, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. What a sad promise. If you try to be like Jesus, people will make your life harder. And it's what we saw in Acts 4. Listen to this, verse 2 and 3. They were upset because the two apostles were teaching the people. Peter and John were preaching that people will rise from death through the power of Jesus. The Jewish leaders grabbed Peter and John and put them in jail. It was already night, so they kept them in jail until the next day. Peter and John were teaching people that Jesus had risen from the dead. Of course they did. Jesus had said he was God's son. He said he would die to save and he said he'd rise to rule. Boom! It happened! What else were they going to do? Imagine how unkind if they'd kept this to themselves. Of course they were going to tell everyone they could. But let's be really clear. If you trust in Jesus and live the best life, you'll be teased and laughed at and will be treated differently, just like John and Peter. They did nothing wrong. In fact, Jesus was pleased with them, but they were put in prison. Jesus was not surprised. And like everything that happens, it was part of his plan. He has a bigger, better plan than just giving you and I an easy, happy life. He wants more. He wants us to learn to trust him more than friends, more than parents, more than governments or more than ourselves. Listen to God's bigger plan for Peter and John. But many of those who heard Peter and John preach believed the things they said. There were now about 5,000 men in the group of believers. Do you see? God's plan was that through Peter and John being locked up, thousands heard and trusted in Jesus. Through you and I being laughed at, through you and I being pushed away, through you and I being accused of things we haven't done because we're Christians, God's plans will be worked out. 
it makes us sad, we can trust him. I know a 10-year-old girl who ran a Bible club in her school at lunchtime. She set it up, she ran it, she started it, she did it. She was teased by some, but others found out about Jesus because of it. I remember the dad who said he'd never been laughed at like he was at work for being a Christian. It happens to grown adults. You and I will need to be brave to realise that God's plan is being worked out when this promise is kept, that if you want to live like Jesus, you will be persecuted. And so will I. Shall we pray? Dear Father, thank you that you are kind. Thank you that your plans are good. And thank you that you never stop loving us. I pray, Father, that when we find our life is harder because we trust you, we would keep trusting you to look after us, to teach us. And please, would you help other people to become Christians because of how we're treated. And I particularly pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan at the moment. I pray, Father, that you would protect them, you would love them, and you would look after them when they are persecuted. Amen. Amen. Lots to talk about in Ed's Got Questions. Under fives, what did the people in charge do to Peter and John? Fives to sevens, why? Why did they do that to Peter and John? That is a hard question. You're going to have to talk about that. Eights to elevens, what does persecution mean? Have you ever seen it happen? Over elevens, come on then. What's the solution? If it is definitely going to happen to you and I, what on earth are we meant to do? Have a chat about those questions now by hitting pause or keep listening. There's a sketch coming up. We hear that story again from Axe, but in a slightly different way. Jailer. Captain. Two for the maximum security wing. Oh, right. A couple of right old naughty boys, then. Well, yeah, they must be. You two, get in here. Oh, you sure about this? Why are they smiling at me? Oi, you two, pack it in. Stop smiling. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, they must be real hard nuts. They're clearly not afraid of this place. Yep. What are they in for? Murder? Insurrection? Armed robbery? Uh, let's check the paperwork. Why are they singing? Oi! You two! Pack it in! No singing either! Right, where was I? Oh, yes. These two are found guilty of... Preaching that people will rise from death through the power of Jesus. And, and... Uh, that's all it says. Oh. oh. Wait, were they doing it as, as a diversion while they robbed the temple treasury? No. Oh, right. Hang on, that name rings a bell. Jesus. We had him in here a while back, didn't we? Uh, yeah. And we're trying to execute him. 
We didn't try. We executed him on a cross. He died. Sure, sure. But then people said he rose from the dead? Yeah, but obviously he didn't because people don't rise from the dead. Well, yeah, except Jesus did raise people from the dead. There was that widow's son for starters. And now people are starting to believe in him. Hardly anyone. I reckon it's thousands. Maybe that's why these two need locking up. Chains, irons and no visitors. To put off these followers of Jesus. Sure, but it doesn't matter. Come on, let's hear it. Well, if the guy they worship is persecuted, then they're going to think it's kind of normal, aren't they? To be persecuted. Look, I'm not in charge. I'm just doing what I'm told, as should you. Put these two in a maximum security wing, okay? Okay. Right, you two villains, come with me. And stop smiling. We love getting your emails and you can email us at podcast at faithinkids.org and we've had one from some of our Christian brothers and sisters in a different country. They're actually in Kuwait. Uh, Josiah says, thanks for your podcast. They're great. And his brother says, we really enjoy them. That's Isaac, especially with your music. And we've got some music coming up for you now that basically sums up all of the Beatitudes. It's a song about the Beatitudes by our friend Randall Goodgame, Slugs and Bugs. Here we go. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth, up on the mountain, and when he sat down, he taught them, saying, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive. Mercy, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Mm, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Thanks, Randall. That's Sing the Bible, Volume 3, links in the show notes. Ed, I think we're done. We've done the Beatitudes. We are living the best life and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I hope you've really enjoyed this series. We've loved being with you. But there is exciting a bonus back to school episode next week. So listen out for that. Until then, cheerio. Bye bye. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. Under fives, 
What did the people in charge do to Peter and John? Fives to sevens. Why did they do that to Peter and John? That is a hard question. Eights to elevens. What does persecution mean? Have you ever seen it happen? Over elevens. Come on then. What's the solution? If it is definitely going to happen to you and I, what on earth are we meant to do? 